Anyway, I want to welcome everyone to Grace Point Church. You wonder who the guy, the comedian, I'm Pastor Rich, lead pastor here. And happy Mother's Day to our mothers. Can they just stand real quick, our mothers, so we can give you a round of applause? Righty. Yeah. Yes. If you're over six months pregnant, we want you to stand at least three or four times. No, just kidding. <laughs> and all the spectrum mothers say, you better get out of here. Anyway, we're going to really talk about today a mother's heart. A mother's heart. Nothing like a mother's heart. Stand alone. And it's nothing like a mother's love. How many experience the real love of a mother? Now what I want to do is spend some time, just a few minutes, talking about a mother's love because it comes out of our heart and how we're all affected by our mothers. Some positive, some negative, but you still were affected in a way. And there's a scripture at uh, Isaiah chapter 63, verse 66, verse 13. It says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Now, this is the only scripture, if you look it up, where God uses his own words to say, I love you like a mother would love you. It's amazing. He says, I will comfort you as a mother comforts. I will comfort you. I will love you. And because he know how the power of a mother's love. A mother's love, and he's talking about a love that sustains forever. It's nothing like a mother who have children. They stay in love with those children until forever. Regardless if the children are doing well or they're not doing well, a mother never lets go of her children. In fact, the guy used to say this, you'd be better off going up a, uh, a mother bad with cubs than a, a mother with her children. Now, there's three things I want to pull out of this and three mothers I want to look at. First one is the mother's love is fearless. Second one, the love is, mother's love is agonizing. Oh, you want to say, hey, hey man. <laughs> Don't worry, the children, they will be back. Third one, a mother's love is powerful. First one, a mother's love is fearless. This mother doesn't get much attention in the Bible. We always look at his, her son, the great Moses. This mother had to deal with something. The children of Israel coming out of Egypt at the 400 years and in Egypt, and they were growing so big as a people, after Joseph died, there was a king that grew up that didn't know Israel. And they were getting upset because they were worried about the Israelites getting too big and taking over Egypt. So they had a decree that came out. Kill every firstborn son that is born. Throw him in the Nile River. So the alligators, if you know about um, the Nile River, is full of al- so the crocodiles, not alligators, crocodiles. Throw them and kill them, which put this mother in a hard spot. Almost in a helpless state. But if you look at her name is Jochebed, Moses' mother. She don't get much press. But if it wasn't for Moses' mother, we wouldn't have the children of Israel being set free. And we wouldn't be here today. But she was fearless in what she did. If you look at it in Exodus chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, it says, A woman conceived and bore a son, which was for her to do that, her and her husband, in the midst of you know that this child's going to die. Even the midwives, when they told the midwives, you will kill every first son, you will let us know a son that was born. The midwives said, I'm a mother. No way, Pharaoh. And they made up a story. 
these, these uh, Jewish women, they, they put out babies so quick, we can't get there quick enough. And she said, I conce- said, conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, and y'all know y'all fine, right? Okay, just, I know I am. Right, honey? All right. That's right. She hid him for three months. When she couldn't hide him no longer, she took him for a basket. Made, made, took, for, took for him a basket made of bushwashes and daubed it with bitumen and pitch. And she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds by the river bank. Now, if you look at the word basket there in the Hebrew, it means ark. It's like an ark where you get the word Noah's ark. And you're looking at her going through these, these, these uh, stages. Had to be a God plan. Because she put the baby in the Nile River at the exact time that Pharaoh's daughter was going to go take a bath. Had to be God. Moses is going across the water. Now, how many love the Superman movie? That's where they got the concept. See, nothing, there's nothing new under the sun. Pharaoh's daughter sees Moses and recognizes he's a Hebrew child. At that point, she, she could have just said, He's going to die. I'm going to give him to my dad. But just as she saw the baby and fell in love with the baby, out of nowhere, Miriam, the sister, shows up. Hi, how you doing? She didn't say, my brother, do you need the woman, the Hebrew woman who can nurse this baby? They said, yes. Well, they go back and get Jacobet. Not only does she get, she gets her child back, and nurses him, she gets paid for it. I love the sovereignty of God. Now, that was a helpless situation. Some of you might, as mothers, might feel like you're in a helpless situation. But you got to always say, but God has a plan. The sovereignty of God, just at that immediate moment, she shows up and says, and I'll take care of him, and teaches him the way of the Jewish culture, and then she, she um, weaned him enough for him to become a prince. And she gave him away. But he was sustained and he wasn't killed. It's parallel to Christ when he was born into the world. And they said, let's kill the firstborn. And God, in his sovereign plan, took Mary and took Joseph all around to escape. If you feel like you're in a helpless situation, God already has a plan for it, mothers. Think your child is way out there. Guess what, moms? God has a plan. You just got to trust him. See, it was a helpless situation. She even asked, how will I preserve my son? She preserved him. She never gave up. And she was taking a risk if she would have got caught. She would have died. She was fearless. And she never gave up, and she got creative until she found a way to preserve her son. If you're in that situation or anything, guys, rely on God and be creative because he's the God of all creativity. Trust in him. But a mother's love is fearless like Jesus. His love for us is fearless. It's amazing how she, against all odds, Helpless. And that's a good place to be sometimes, helpless, so you know God has to do it. Fearless. Go and read that story in Exodus. It's a miracle. 
timing-wise. Now, some critics will say, well, that was just because of this. No, 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 no. God had to tell her that because I don't think a parent will put a child in a basket. Not, with a child, not without the mother riding with the child, with an Uzi. <laughs> but she, had, she was fearless. Even though she had fear, she was fearless because she trusted our God. So another mom that sometimes we talk about, sometimes we don't. And she had to agonize because a, a mother's love is agonizing. In Luke chapter 235, this is Mary, Jesus' mother. And the sword will pass through your heart and your, your soul also, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Jesus is born, going through all the, the rumbles of getting around and they do what they do. They take him to the temple to be dedicated and run through a couple of prophets. Once one was named Simon, who'd been waiting to see the king born. And, my, and Mary's with Jesus. This is right before, this is right after she, she lost him for three days. She went, they went to a festival, took off, got out of town. Where's Jesus? She goes back. She's looking for him. She had to be good because if I did that, boy, I tell you what. And she found him, found him in the temple. And he said this. He said, should not be about my father's business. And she's like, wait a minute. Your father's right here named Joseph. That was pain. Then you get in there. You're hoping this is a great event that we're going to get him dedicated to the Lord. We're going to go home and we're going to have a potluck. And you hear this sword will pierce your heart for others to be free. The word sword means there Agony. Pain. And I told the college students a few weeks ago, after that, Jesus went home with them. You didn't hear much about him. In fact, he submitted to his parents, and we talked about how marvelous that was. Right, right, college students? If Jesus submitted to his parents, shouldn't you submit to yours? Amen? Amen. Look, you better say yes if you want to keep getting paid. Because I already know what the parents, who, the kids that graduated, there's three words they want you to know. Get a job. How am I doing, parents? Okay, see, I got a thumbs up everywhere. Man, okay, that's the offering right there. It's just kidding. Agonizing. He goes out, he starts his ministry 30 years submitting, then he starts his ministry at 30. You don't hear much about Mary, except when she decides, I'm agonizing because First of all, I don't understand something, how his, the treatment of how people are treating him. They want to kill my son. And they just, she didn't know. So she took her, took her son, other sons and go find him and try to pull him out because she thought that Jesus had lost his mind. Any mother, she's nervous. She's agonizing over, they're rejecting my son and I don't even know where I fit in this equation. And then he says this statement in, in the Bible. They say, your mother's outside with your brothers, want to take you away. He says, Who's my mother? Who's my father? Those who do the will of God. Never answered the door. Never answered the door. Painful for a mother to be rejected. Isn't it? Moms. But guess what? She stayed in there. Then she resurfaces in in John chapter 19 and 25. She's standing on the cross, and people are screaming, destroy him, destroy him. 
And she's standing there, not understanding what, even though God spoke to her, she was spoken by an angel, but a mother, because they said Mary pondered a lot of things in her heart. Mary had to have a big heart because she had to ponder a lot of things. She was agonizing. Think about your children. Would you let them die for the world? Or would you, you could step up any time and say, yeah, he's a heretic. Take him down. She had that authority. And the agony, the pain. A mother feels that pain. Well, I know you pay that pain for your children. All the time. It's agonizing. Because you want them to do well. Right, moms? All the time. Especially when you send them off to school. The first day, when you, you know, they grow up to be up to five years old. I can't wait for them to go to school. I can't wait for them to go to school. And they go to school. I wish they would come back. And you're like waiting to see if they're going to cry. And they don't cry. They don't need me anymore. Then you think, okay, it gets better. Now they would go to college like we did. Took my son at 17 and dropped him off in California. We're great parents. And then we drove home crying and carrying on and like, I thought it was going to be great. Empty nester and we're depressed for six months. You didn't call me. You didn't call me. You, you know? And I thought as they get older, it gets better. But they have older problems. You agonize. Moms agonize. Call you three o'clock. When you calling your mother first, she needs to hear you. You know, agonizing all the time from separation, misunderstandings. Some of you lost your mother at an early age, or you don't have your mothers today. You still, and they didn't do you right. They might not have done it all right, but they, you know, I always say this. Some of you might have felt like your mother did you wrong, but can I say this? They did the one thing right. You're here. You're here. It's agonizing how she felt. To give her son to the world. And you saw her in the story at the end. She's about the only one that believed her in the resurrection. But love is agonizing. Men don't get that. Because ladies' hearts are so big, we think with our head a lot. Ladies think with their hearts. But it's big. And when our children don't do well, or they fail something, they feel it deep. Or misunderstanding. Whenever you tell your mother something, and you don't show respect to your mother, she will never say it, but she's agonizing over it. You know, I I wish growing up, my mother, when she said, I'm going to wear you out, she would really tell me how she felt if I was out late. The spanking, I would just say it, what she was really saying, I was so worried about you. You made me sick to my heart. I couldn't sleep. I would have took, that's great, mom, I'm sorry, versus the beating. <laughs> but she never, and until I grew up, I understand exactly what she was feeling. And when she said this hurts me more than it hurts you, didn't believe it at seven. <laughs> I believe it now. To take that, I mean, she, she was good. Samurai warrior. <laughs> but it was agonizing. And we understand, you know, God agonizes over us when we step out of place. Because he feels like we do, like you do. That's why his love is so, compar- so parallel.
I honor you for that. Third one is, love is, love is, excuse my notes, is powerful. There's a quote by Dr. Ray Gorgon, says this, you never can underestimate the power of a mother to protect her children. This is a picture I want to show you. Gave you two biblical advances. I don't know if you get to read the newspaper. This is one fantastic, powerful mom. Her name is Erin Stoffel. Erin and her husband Jonathan decided to take a take a ride on a bicycle. And a young man who got rejected by his girlfriend or his fiance couldn't handle it any longer got on his bicycle and took off to find someone to kill. Went to this park in Wisconsin, in Menasha, Wisconsin. Started shooting. Aaron's husband, Jonathan, and the other daughter didn't make it. I think it was Olivia. Aaron decided with three gunshot wounds in her body. She got her other two out. First child's name, believe it or not, is Ezra. Second child's name was Selah. As she was hit, she covered them and told them to go run. And they took off. They took off and was able to get to to police there sooner. Another man was killed more people would have been killed if those two children did not do, or mama did not protect those two children. I made that joke about it's better that you, it's better that you run up a, a bear with two cubs than a mama than her children. This is real life. I don't know a mother sitting here if something went down that you would not jump in front of and try to protect your children. That's the same type of love God had for us, for Jesus Christ. When he says, you, will, you guys, son, you will take on the sins of the world and protect my newborn children. They don't know their children yet, but they're going to do it. Shot three times. Powerful. They call her a hero. There's another hidden story they didn't tell you. She just woke up in the hospital. Her husband, Jonathan, had his last words, which is amazing. I saw it last night. Forgive him. He said, honey, forgive him. That was his parting words before he he breathed his last breath. Mother's love is power. Our God's love for us and for you is powerful. Some of you stay up awake all night worrying about your children. Worried about a lot of things. Are they going to be okay? Are they going to be all right? Our God is powerful. He protects who he loves. You can have peace 
in his protection. Like a mama has that protection factor in it. You're created like that. They call it hero. We call it humanity. Once humanity starts getting back the way it's supposed to be, you'd be surprised how many heroes are in this building. Because it doesn't take much. She made the paper. But that love is powerful. And the same love that Christ loves us is in each and every one of you mothers. Don't ever feel discouraged. Because a lot of people won't understand that as a mother. Men try to get close. We don't have a clue. But you guys, I honor you today because it's powerful. And here's another thing. You didn't blow anything. You love the best way you know how. I know you agonize. I know you feel this. I know your love is powerful. And you say, God, what's going on? He's working it. And the reason why you can still love that way, because he loves you that way, and he's sustaining you through the movement. And it all stems, this love that mothers have, that our kids get to experience, and when you grow up, Young ladies, you'll see, you'll say, don't ever say, oh, no, I don't want to be like my mother. You're going to turn out just like her. And guys, you're going to marry one that just resembles your mother. My mother was about, Sam is Donna, about this height. <laughs> Every year for Easter, we go out. We used to plant rose bushes. And, you know, that's when I learned fish heads are good fertilizer. You know that? See, that's from a New Yorker selling you that. And we do every year we had a rose bush that came up. So what do we do every year? As Don says, <laughs> landscaping. I was like, again, we want the movie landscaping. <laughs> and my mother didn't play at all. Miss Donna did not play. Does not play at all. Now my mom isn't here. She didn't play. Miss uh, uh, Miss <sighs> your mom didn't play then. She was, she was something. I wish we had her today. She was amazing. Miss Bessie. Ask her about Miss Bessie. In fact, you want to see Miss Bessie? Cut her off in traffic. <laughs> um, I love you, honey. I know. Anyway, I know. I know. Anyway, now you want to see Miss Bessie after the sermon's over. You won't see me anymore. <laughs> How's that? It all stems from, I'm in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> Miss Bessie, help me. Where's that grace? <laughs> You're going to die today. You're going to die. <laughs> all stems from a large heart. Guys, come on down. What I want to do, me and Miss Donna want to do today for our mothers, celebrating our mothers. It's a gift you want to hand. Can our mothers stand? It's a gift you want to hand out to you. And you're going to hold in your hand, and we're going to explain what it means. Check one. Keep standing. It's a heart. And we're going to explain what it is. Not yet. As soon as he looks up.
remind you of how fearless you are. And I know love can be painful at times. But I tell you what, how I, I really admire your power, especially our single mothers. Don't ever think you're by yourself. You are the husband and the wife at the same time. And God has equipped you to do all he has called you to do. You're the perfect balance your children need. I'm going to have Miss Donna come up and explain the heart to you. And then she's going to pray over you guys. You guys are amazing. Can we give them a hand? Come on up. I'm okay. You okay? The Bible says, um, can you hear me? Okay. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Those hearts that you hold in your hand can be warmed up, and, and they can be put in the microwave, and they can be chilled to use for sore areas. But I think it was apropos today that we sang Jesus at the center of it all, because <clears throat> when we keep our hearts stayed on the Lord, when we're steadfast in him, then all that we do flows out of the love of Christ. And as mothers, we love our children. Some of us had mothers that did the best they could. But we're going to pray. Um, at the end of this, we're going to pray for all of us and for all of our mothers. Some of us had really great mothers, and some of us are really great mothers. And some of us are still trying to figure out how to get this thing right. But thank God for his grace. Yeah. Because where we are weak, he is strong. And where we don't know what to do, he shows us. Yes. And so I'm just grateful for God that where we think we may have fallen short he comes in with his grace and his love and he shores up every open area our god is a good god yes. and we uh, as mothers have the heart of god god gave his only son that we would be redeemed a mother's love goes to no end when her heart is stayed on christ i know there is nothing that anybody could keep me from. There's no way you could keep me from Sterling if he needed me. I don't care if he's in California or if he's in another country. I will get on a plane. I will sell something to buy a ticket to get to him if that's what I have to do. That is how much God loves us. Yeah. He went through every length to get to us. Yeah. We as mothers go through every length to do what we can for our children. And I just thank God uh, just for the love of a mother. I thank, you for, I thank God for my mother, for your mother, mm -hmm. for the mothers that are standing here before us, and for those who desire to be mothers but have not yet conceived. I thank God that his hand is upon you. His grace is sufficient. Yeah. And if it is his will for you, you will have a child. Yeah. And I just pray that all of us will continue to love and nurture our children as Christ loves us and nurtures us. Because every day his grace and his mercies are new. And we need them every day. We're not perfect. And so when our children are not perfect, we ought to just remember who we are mm. and how short we've fallen and how much Christ loves us. And that is the love that we can then give to our children. They don't always do what we want them to do. But God says, neither do you, daughter. You mm. don't always do what I want you to do. Mm. And yet I love you with an everlasting love. Yes. So let us pray. Remember, always honor your mama. And there's a new um, sets of mamas that we don't recognize much. And I've mentioned too much of our grandmothers who have taken the role as mothers. Yes, yes. <laughs> and how they would 
Exactly right. And it's sacrificial because they already had plans laid out. So they're amazing. There's a scripture I want to close with. This Second Corinthians 1. It's parallel to the one we talked about, the God of comfort. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. Excuse me. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in affliction. With the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. This is Paul talking about how the gospel was our comfort, the love of God. And mothers, grandmothers, the reason why you can comfort and love because your main source, keep the main source, the main thing, God Almighty. And keep the main channel of that comfort, Jesus Christ. God is the author and Jesus is the channel. Mothers, when it gets tough, when it's at, when it hurts, go to the source and stay with the channel and let God comfort you so you can comfort others. And that's what the whole gospel was about, the suffering of Jesus, so we can all be comforted. Continue to keep him the source. Doesn't want you to be perfect. He just wants you to be available. And I encourage those who are struggling today. Think you didn't do it right. I don't see anything in the Bible calling you a loser. Because one thing that comfort does to me, it kind of strengthens me and helps me lift up and shows me the new possibilities, the newness of, there's a new um, idea, there's a newness of life. It's a new day. And to the comfort of God, it says, when Jesus died, that wasn't it. You forgot the third day. He rose. So it's a new possibilities, a new wave. You blew it yesterday, get back on it today. You blew it an hour ago, hey, we got 24 hours in a day. Don't let the devil put you down in your mind. Know that you're loved in the heart by Jesus. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again this morning for such a special.